0: All right. For some reason, the music's not working. And we're still live. So who cares? I will add the music later. What is going on, everybody? It is Dirt Sheet Dudes. I am Boxman Smark. How are you doing tonight, sir?
1: I am doing well. How are you tonight?
0: I am not bad. I'm trying to figure out why the music is not working. It worked earlier. I don't know what my kids have done, but they have done something. <laughs> mm. Oh, boy. Once you guys have kids, you'll understand. They, uh, <laughs> they touch stuff. They do stuff. Um, it literally says I have no playback devices, which is pretty bad. Pretty bad. But uh, I'll tell you what. You give me one second. I know it's live. You give me one more second and I will get the fucking intro music going. All right? I see the problem. I can figure it out, but it's just going to take a second. Okay. You ready? Let's do it. Let's try it one more time. And Dirty Juice Take Two.
2: no if you had a chance, if you can run Nicky Smith, but you can't run cause you're the baddest. Well, Rich Flair, you know what? I'm not a normal-looking athlete at myself. You know what I'm talking about? I've been in the gym of life. It's a pleasure and an honor to walk out with Ole Anderson, Lex Luger, and the of tomorrow night. I am not a happy is Bully Ray's motivation. No, you know, I love you I know he loves sugar, but I checked my pocket, I don't have no donuts. I don't have no cheeseburger. I know you love sugar, but I ain't got none. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, whoo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal, I'm the man. Booking a match for the total package of Lex and Super Brawl. Super Saturday, what is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Brawl Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday? You don't lose faith in winners. And Ric Flair day in and day out. Every day of his life. Just keep winning and winning and winning. Ric Flair! (laughs) New York City Ric Flair! You're gonna find out my heart is all about! I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane. I say thank you very much.
1: Make Mick Make it. Make it. I do. Don't just I hate
2: dogs! Hit the dog! today i've got to stop and profile like never before you guys talk about being students of the game i am the game jr
0: all right there smark
2: there we go
0: sure the extra intro we're already here we're in we already did this it was take two so what, So there you go. I'm glad you're doing well, Smart. I am. That's I'm, right. I'm very happy. Uh, I was telling you about my day. Let's just not even get into my day.
1: Uh,
2: <laughs> well,
1: you, you had a bit of a rough day, which leads to an interesting segue. <laughs> Perhaps you need this more than anybody. This, You, know, you had your birthday Wednesday. But yeah. I want to wish you and I want to wish everybody else a happy National Clown Week. This is an actual thing. I know you said you were scared of clowns Wednesday, but this is an actual thing. It's Proclamation 4071. So put into place by Richard Nixon, of all people, oddly enough. Oh. But, intern- but this is National Clown Week. It's currently in progress. I'm going to post a link to it in the Mixler chat. But this is an actual honest-to-God thing.
0: National Clown Week. Um, that is interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh. Okay awesome cool yeah not quite sure what to say about that not at all not at all i sure. told you i had
1: an interesting factoid to drop on you and i did i, very, feel like I did not very, disappoint
0: very, very, very. yeah no 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 not at all yeah that's very interesting um i mean you know like you know naked chicks dressed as clowns that's different you mm-hmm. know
2: a-
1: I wonder if maybe you can shed some light on this, because I was actually thinking about this earlier. You had talked about, like, kind of being afraid of clowns, and I wonder the people that, like, have a very visceral reaction, just, like, I know people that are afraid just seeing, like, pictures of clowns online. Mm-hmm. They, like, get mall all, I uh, don't feel like you're quite that intense, but, like, for the people who feel that way, I genuinely wonder what they think about, like, the gathering of the Juggalos, where it's just a bunch of group of people, like, with their face painted as clowns. I wonder if that's just, like, horror city for them. Probably
0: is. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm not that bad. I mean, I just certain clowns freak me the fuck out. I mean, I. It's just. I. I. I don't know. Okay, so,
1: honestly, got a question. How did you feel about Doink and Dink?
0: I mean, wasn't ever fine. They didn't freak me out. None. All right. It's just some clowns freak me out. The clown and Uncle Buck freaked me out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. When I was a kid, I went on this. You know those carnivals, those local carnivals you go to? Not the state fair, but the local carnivals.
1: Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a lost art these days, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, a clown jumped out. Good boy. In one of those haunted houses and grabbed me and, like, literally put their hands on me. My dad punched the shit out of him,
1: Like fucking Legends of the Hidden Temple, Temple Guard style?
0: Just. Punched him, and I—I I don't know. I had a little, little, little clown thing from then on. I don't know. I'm—I'm I'm not scared. Is a not the best word. I'm—I'm I'm not scared of clowns. They just some some clowns freak me out. Some clowns are fine. Some clowns freak me out. That's all.
1: It make you uncomfortable. I mean, there's certain things where it's like I'm not necessarily afraid of spiders, but if there was a fucking tarantula in the center of the room, I wouldn't want to go near it.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and again, I'm not a big. I'm not afraid of spiders, but yeah, some, some, some scare me. I'm I'm not gonna lie.
1: Some spiders. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between being afraid, like not wanting to pee murdered.
0: Dude, we've got fucking wolf spiders in Texas, right? These motherfuckers are like literally, like, like I would say, like three inches big. Mm. Like, as I tell all
1: the ladies, three inches can be pretty big.
0: Well, listen. You add three inches to anything, it's fucking amazing. But anyway, they're they're like three inches big and they're scary as fuck to me, man. They're scary as fuck. They look like they're just going to jump out like arachnophobia in real life. That's just what it reminds me of. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm crazy. I could be crazy. Anything's possible. But yeah, I just, I'm not, not. But uh, yeah, driving today, the old truck breaks down. And uh, I got back about five minutes till SmackDown started. (laughs) And um, it was a rough day. So, yeah, I could. uh, I'm glad my wife bought liquor. Number Mm -hmm. one. Uh, I'm glad I'm doing this. I'm glad we're here. Glad I made it back before SmackDown started. And um, it was a rough day. I'm glad the real driver is going to be back on Monday. That's really what I'm glad about. That's honestly the the main thing that that's uh, that's got me going right now. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd i prefer to be in my little little air conditioned office with my my fan going to keep the AC rolling around the office, and that's more my speed. I hear you. I can relate to that. It's. It's fucking Texas heat, man. I mean, it's like 96 out plus being in the back of a fucking truck with a with a tin roof and, you know, tin all around it. And,
1: oh, my God, man. It's
0: like being in a fucking oven, dude. It's just... It's just-
1: Not as consistently as you guys, but we get that from time to time around here. We're coming off the heels of that where I live, where there was about a week where it was like 97, 98 every day. And it seemed like the weather, the fucking meteorologist is purposely like taunting you by telling you how much the heat index makes it.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it may be 96 out, but I'll tell you, if you look at the heat index, it's a good 142 out. Holy fuck. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous, man. Yeah, but it's like cheating again, you while
1: you're down, it's like fuck. It's already hot. You don't need to make us more miserable. Yeah,
0: yeah. Meanwhile, in the cold weather, I'll be bitching. But it's just, it's just so fucking hot out here right now, man. I hate it. Oh, I
1: am, I am all for it. They're they're already starting to put out like Halloween decorations in certain places, like for sale. No, I'm, I'm all about. We're about to transition into fall not too long from now. It's going to be lovely.
0: All right now, I'm actually not 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 pissed about cold weather. When it when, when it's actually cold. I'll, you'll see some anger out of me. Oh, uh, I love cold
1: weather, though.
0: Yeah, I'm not a fan, not a fan at all. But uh, I guess we can go ahead and pop out plugs, Mark. And, of course, we unfortunately do have a a death to get into, which uh, we did not catch on Wednesday night, nor did anyone kind of pop it up in the chat. I, I, it really didn't get any traction till uh, till Thursday morning, so let us go ahead and do these real quick uh, these little plugs, and then we'll get out of here of course, that means we start with the high marks that's right, it's Cheese Man it's Mojo and it's G Whiz, you guys want to be over there checking them out on Mixer.com just Metal Mitt Network that's right, there's two T's in Mitt I am not stuttering, so definitely make sure when you type in Metal Mitt Network you type in two T's, definitely check them out 8.0 30 p.m. Eastern Time Sunday 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 there you go be listening because you should be and of course you got Bobby Anthony Bobby Blades there on the inhuman experience I want you to go ahead subscribe binge listen check them out anywhere you find good podcasts you're gonna find them so go ahead and listen to them and of course you've got the everything unscripted wrestling podcast right after you search for the inhuman experience Search for the Everything Unscripted Wrestling podcast. It is Eric. It is Doug. It is Daniel. You can check him out there, and of course, Blog Talk Radio and Stephen Milan always out there, and he's sharing the show, and we appreciate it. He's over there on letterboxdcom Boxd. dot slash Stephen Milan. Double those L's when you're site when you're typing that, and he is over there reviewing films. You guys know where to find us. You can find us on Stitcher, iHeart, Spreaker, in YouTube definitely youtube definitely keep up to keep up, keep up with the old youtube there because we're gonna be doing more over there and tune in player fm you know where to find the smart go ahead
1: that's right well since he is in the chat room i'm going to refer to this section of the plugs as a dirk double feature because you got oh. mondays 10 30 or not 10 sorry mondays 8 30 on the metal bit podcast network you got cheese on sports with cheese man dirk is on there as well and Sundays 10:30 10 30 a.m that's what i meant Mo Dirk City Machine Guns on the Metal Mid Podcast Network on the Mixling Machine with Mojo, with Dirk. And last but never least, be sure to check out our friends at Planet <laughs> on Tour. It's the Planet on Tour Podcast, Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave Sincere, and Hyak Nasty. Season one, complete. Season two, ongoing. Be sure to subscribe so you can get all that goodness in your ear hole.
0: There you go. Stick it in your ear hole. Love it. And do it. All right. So there we go. Let's drop those bad boys down. Let's take the old pause. All right. Like I said, unfortunately, we have to get into one death this week. And um, I got to tell you, this one's sort of. This is another one that kind of hits home. Um, I have mentioned many times on this show. I The, the match. Like, not only the match, but the feud that got me into wrestling was Rock and Roll Express versus Midnight Express. Um, and most of that time, there was beautiful Bobby Eaton. And uh, he passed away Wednesday. Sometime Wednesday, again, It I'm, I'm surprised no one popped that up in the chat or anything as the show was going, but it looks like Wednesday night. Now, his wife passed, what, three, three four weeks ago, Smart? We talked about I believe
1: around that timeline, yeah. We had talked about you. We did talk about that, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then he takes this fall, he gets hurt, he's in the hospital, and he passes away. I mean, it's it's man. I gotta tell you, when someone really loses their their loved one, it's almost like when they find an excuse, they give up. Man, uh, sixty two years old. First of all, way too young to go. I mean, my my parents are seven. My dad just turned seventy. My mom is about to turn uh, seventy herself, and it's just like, you know, sixty two is way too young to go. And you know, I gotta tell you, Mark, we don't. No one, not just we, no one talks about Bobby Eaton enough when it comes to great great in-ring workers. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because he wasn't this over charismatic type of guy. He really let his his in-ring work speak for, for itself. He didn't go out there. He didn't scream. He didn't yell. He just kind of went out there, did the job and that was it. And he did it great. You know, I mean, he was in the, uh, what was it? The uh, the dangerous alliance with Steve Austin, Stone Cold. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, the dangerous alliance. Yeah,
0: you know, Stone Cold when he got into the ringmaster thing had a fear of becoming just a really good. His words, not mine. I'm not trying to be this insider. You know, smart. I'm not going to take your spot there, buddy. But there you um, go. his words, not mine. He 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 always was afraid of falling into the a good mechanic. Just a good hand going out there, doing the job, doing what you got to do, and going home at night. He wanted to be something more. Unfortunately, it feels like Bobby Eaton fell into that. He was just a good mechanic. Now listen, the the feud again, once again, between the, you know the, the the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express. That feud got me into wrestling, man. Mm-hmm. Always was a huge fan. Like I said, the first live match I ever went to, my dad got us front row, and you know, Ricky Morton fell on me, Robert Gibson spit on me. I was hooked ever since. And that match right there was against the Midnight Express. So this is a tough one, man. But I, I really think when we talk about great in ring workers, Bobby Eaton never gets talked about enough. And it's, again, it's not just us, it's everybody Everyone now is going to talk about him like that But For years, I just think he's been Just on the back burner of that conversation, you know
1: Right Well, I I think Kind of what's interesting is this I think we in general tend to focus more on when you look at like individ- like greatness, it's more of skewed towards individual success and the more just you know, solo wrestlers tend to get signaled out more for their accomplishments. So when you're in a tag team, you don't necessarily get celebrated to the same degree. Right. And especially with, you know, like WWE being in charge of sort of telling the story since WCW is around, isn't around anymore they kind of want you to believe that like demolition and road warriors were like the only tag teams back in the day. That was pretty much it. Um, but, you know, he's been, he's been around, I'm just kind of looking at the Wikipedia here, but he's been around just pretty much everywhere that you could possibly think of that was, like, prominent at any point. You know, NWA, CWA, Mid-South, Jim Crockett, he was in WCW, he was even in New Japan for a while, Smoky Mountain, mm-hmm. just anywhere that you could possibly think of. He appeared, even if it was only for, you know, like a cup of coffee, as it were, but he's been pretty much everywhere that there is to have been.
0: Yeah, he really has, man. And I mean, obviously, his wife uh, Donna Dundee, which is Bill Dundee's daughter, um, she's been putting out some things, just very, very touching things. There was a, um, GoFundMe put out for him for his funeral costs. The original article I have says it was ten thousand. If you go to the GoFundMe right now, let me do me a favor. Let me hit refresh real quick. Uh, twenty-one thousand seven hundred and eight dollars so far has been raised. Um, You know what? My wife's bringing in a shot. Let's do a little shot here for Bobby Eaton. How's that? I'm doing a cheese. My there son has go. a shot of easy cheese. Yes. The fuck am I saying? Things you never thought you'd say with your children.
2: <laughs> Number ten thousand and one. She wouldn't let me do a yes. soy shot. A soy sauce shot.
0: He
1: wanted a soy. Sh- Did you hear that? A soy sauce shot. I'm not going to attempt to say that. I was pretty impressed by his ability to kind of breeze through. Though that there's a lot of acids in that,
0: phrase. Well, it's not real soy sauce. It's uh, it's amino acids, which tastes just like.
1: Sure. Oh no, it is, is real. Soy oh ma, no, sauce ma, no, no, no. Shot ma. is very hard to say.
0: My wife just said it's kikoman soy sauce shot.
1: Hmm.
0: There you go. Wow. Anyway, twenty-one thousand seven hundred eight has been raised for this. Um, Absolutely amazing. Again, just literally, let me see. This article here was put out yesterday. So in another day, in 24 hours, they have raised another 10K. Absolutely amazing. Amazing. There's no goal on it, but um, the goal really was kind of 10K, kind of. And I just think it's amazing that everyone's putting out there. But, of course, Smart, guess who the largest donation comes from?
1: I needn't guess. I, in fact, know it was one Chris Jericho.
0: Absolutely. $5,000. Listen, you can call Jericho what you want. You can call him fat. You can say he's out of shape. You can say whatever you want. Oh, his chest looks fucked up. I don't give a fuck what you want to say about Jericho. But let me tell you something. This guy has a heart the size of fucking goddamn Texas, man. He is just a great person inside and out. Look at this man. 5 grand. 5 grand, Mark. Mhm. I mean, just amazing. And you know what? There's a lot of people here who no one would even fucking know that gave 500. Um people uh, again. No one would uh, there uh, anonymous 500. Cody actually did give 500 Joey Janela with a 300 Mark Madden who I believe we all know former WCW announcer um uh wrestling wrestling journalist writer wrestling writer
1: <laughs> what sure that works some radio personality
0: okay 250 you know not you know he's not up there in the Jericho Ricky Steamboat drops 250 i mean it's just Everyone going to the, Michelle Runnels. Now that's got to be a, a relation. A hundred, hundred dollars. Um, just amazing how this people just pour their hearts out with. And once again, Jericho just shows that he's you know not only the the great performer we all like to see, but the good person we all like to see. Also, five thousand dollars. So great for that. Um, once again, though, man, Bobby Eaton. So, un- again, underrated is not the right word. Just just not talked about enough when it comes to in-ring workers. Again, I think the fact that he didn't go out there and have these screamy, yelly charisma promos, and he just let his in-ring work speak for itself. Look, not many people do that anymore. In the 80s, it was... Uh, and 90s. It could be done, but uh, Bobby, man, just unbelievable just 62 years old i thought we'd have a lot more bobby eaton but uh you know and on my birthday which sucks even more
1: yeah definitely Mm -hmm. also real quick i feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't mention one of the more underrated theme songs in all of us
0: absolutely absolutely there you go
1: produced by giorgio marauder the theme from the movie midnight express the cheese is what it's
0: called. Yeah. Your mic's a little weird tonight again. I don't know if you're too close or what, but it's a little. It's not breaking up, but it's almost breaking
1: up. Go ahead and uh, blow into it. I'll uh, Nintendo cartridge and see what we can come up with. Give <laughs> me just a second to fidget with these here levels. <laughs> I'm not even going to.
0: I'm not even going to say that. Uh, let's just go ahead. Anyway, uh, Bobby Eaton, rest in peace, excellent worker. Again, this is the feud between Rock and Roll Express. I've said a ton of times, I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but this really is the feud that got me into watching this this sport that we watch, that we talk about, that we love, that we basically sit in a little bubble and, and, and talk about, um, and... You know, just, I know there were different incarnations of the Midnight Express. Uh, I believe Sweet Stan Lane took over at one point for Bobby Eaton. But, mm-hmm. but the, the feud with Bobby Eaton and everything and the Midnight Express is what got me into wrestling. And, uh, I'll never forget that. So, wow. Anyway, let's, uh, let's just kind of go on a little bit from there but um i am it's amazing to see not only chris jericho but a bunch of other people jump out there donate to this and uh, help out his wife in these uh in these trying times obviously she's going through a, a hell of a lot right now so obviously condolences to his family and um i guess we can go ahead and go on from there now smart sure. you kind of posted something in the old uh, messenger I didn't see these names I guess we can go from the death to the firings tonight I didn't see all this happening or any of these names coming up but uh, it looks like WWE tonight went on another to use a wrestling soup term bus flip Mm -hmm uh they went on a mass firing smart
1: yeah it's been a month so you know it's time for the uh monthly firing spree dude
0: these names i gotta tell you i'm i'm surprised by a good 80 percent of these names um smart you sent it uh let's start off with the first name on there
1: Sure. This is, uh, the, this comes from, uh, from a tweet from a genre set that put it out, but, uh, like we were talking about, they, they went on a massive release breed. The first name on the list that I had sent you in order, and probably perhaps the most surprising of everyone released as well. Bronson Reed.
0: Actually, I got two more more surprising than, than, uh, than Bronson Reed on this list. Um, no, oh, no, I'm sorry. I thought you were from the top of the list. Are you on the same thing I am?
1: I'm going based on the list that I sent you on Messenger. I didn't go follow the link. I might. Have, the
0: no, with Sean Rossap, the first the first one on my list is uh, Mister Fish.
1: Ah, yes. Well, okay, yeah, I copy and pasted it, but then I also sent you a link to make sure that it was...
0: Let's go by the Sean, Ra- Sean uh, Ross app yes, tweet. Let's, yeah, follow let's go by the tweet. the tweet. Let's go by the tweet. Let's go by the tweet. Take again, two. On the same page. It's going to
1: be a night of take two, I believe. But, yes, Bobby Fish, according to the tweet that Sean Ross put out.
0: There you go. Uh, old Kyle's dad. Old Kyle O'Reilly's dad. Um, that's 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 a surprising one right there, i got to be honest with you. Um all right, let's just start off one thing. It's been floating around that Tony... Oh, not Tony. Excuse me. Please excuse me. Nick Khan. Nick Khan. Mm-hmm. Nick Khan. Let me, just, let me just... Nick. 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 Nick Shao Nick Khan,
1: Khan released another...
0: I'm still sort of celebrating my birthday, y'all. I've had a few shots tonight. <laughs> Nick Khan. It's floating around that he doesn't care if you're in a storyline, if you're... You know, in, in the middle of anything, it's not going to matter to him. He's willing to take the heat, is what we've been reading. Yes. So, now Bobby Fish, i he's been out for a while. He just came back. He's starting to do a little bit of a feud. And then they get rid of him. I got to say, man, there's a lot of people on this list that I am in awe that they got rid of. Shocked. They got rid of during some storylines
1: that were actually interesting. Right. Yeah. This one doesn't really surprise me so much because like we talked about. Yeah, honestly, I've seen a lot of people. I'm in the minority here because I've seen a lot of people that are saying they're very surprised. But A, the Undisputed Era is done with. And B, like I said. They put him in a throwaway, like what could have very well been a takeover quality feud or match or what have you with Roderick Strong. They had a history that they could build an entire program on it. They used it in a throwaway match on NXT this week that was literally so forgettable that I indeed forgot it while recapping NXT and I had to double back and talk about it. So it's like it's not terribly surprising to me because it just it doesn't seem like they really were going to use him for much anything.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. But, I mean, the guy's got a name in the business. He, he, he It's just, it's a very shocking name. But there are some more shocking names, Mark. And right. the next name, which you mentioned first, which we'll go ahead and get into, is Bronson Reed. And I got to tell you, man, I am blown the fuck away by that name because... Not only did I see a lot in him, I think a lot of other people did too. Right. I really do. He was, I mean, he's he, hes a great talent. He was good in the ring. He was believable. Believable. Which, I got to tell you, believable is something they're missing with a lot of guys. Sure. He is believable as a badass motherfucker that could go in there and take someone out. I, um, it, again, I was, you know, the, they just gave the guy a main event tryout, which doesn't that sound weird to say?
1: Yeah, because well, yeah, the episode of NXT that aired last week, not the one that just aired, but last week's episode, he was in the main event against Adam Cole. And, you know, coming into July, he was a North American champion. So it wasn't like they had been using him or they had been, you know, jobbing him out or anything. He had a prominent position within NXT.
0: And there was talk that he was getting ready to get moved up. He had, again, by main event, I mean the show main event he was on, which is sort of a tryout for NXT guys. And then suddenly the guy's gone. Mm -hmm. I, I... I think they are really going to regret letting that guy go. I really do. I honestly think that's one guy that we're going to see back
1: there. Right. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. Like, I mean, he's got the size. He can move. He's agile. You know, he's, like you said, believable. He can connect with the crowd. He has sort of all the intangibles that you might want from somebody like that. So it is pretty surprising that they would get rid of him. And maybe, like you said, they might bring him back at a reduced pay. They, They love their efficiency. They love cutting costs. So, you know, maybe.
0: Oh, maybe. Maybe. But I don't know man that's that's a very surprising name um and you know we're talking about talent and things like that. Jake Atlas is next on this list, mark, and I gotta tell you man, that's another one who I am shocked about. The guy is very very talented um glad's gonna have something to say about this number one
1: well, I was seeing people kind of um talk about maybe the hypocrisy or whatever of they used him during pride month as well as somebody else on this list so we will talk about later and then they ended up giving him the boot shortly thereafter so it's like it's, it's kind of shitty that you know you put him out there as your mascot of your progressive values and then as soon as you know it wasn't marketable anymore he just gave him the old boot ski I, I was surprised and i also wasn't surprised because he's very talented and he can get over with the crowd. he's got a good moveset he's a good wrestler you know charismatic but they also haven't used him for anything really they had a you know he had a feud with swerve and then he very briefly tagged with swerve and then that was about it and that's been probably a couple months now since that happened so not terribly surprising in terms of the fact that they just haven't used him but he has the talent
0: surprising maybe not but again you're right like you just said the talent the guy has unbelievable they would get get rid of a guy like this and especially look i'm not i'm not saying that oh well they got rid of him so you know that it, it's it's you know this you know this and that but the it just he's a really really good in the ring uh, what are they looking for in NXT is my question now it's
1: hard say because it seems like the what's been floating around is that they want to get bigger and they want to get younger and I mean Jake Atlas obviously not super big in terms of height and muscle mass and all this kind of shit you know he's athletic he has, he's a good body type he's not out of shape by any means he's just not one of those people that's like ripped to the gills like a uh, fucking Jinder Mahal or something like that but he's young He's st- I believe he's still in his 20s I, I might need to check that but I, he's still a young guy
0: You want to get bigger. You want to get younger. You get rid of Bronson Reed. You keep fucking Johnny Gargano.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, 26. 26 for Jake Ellis.
0: Okay. Whatever you want to say there. Ari Sterling. Not really
1: sure who that is.
0: Conor Reed,
1: uh, formerly Alex Zayd of GCW fame. Okay, they uh, they used him a lot on Two Hundred Five Live. They used him on like main event. Literally, he I believe he's booked for tonight's episode of Two Hundred Five Live, which is obviously taped. But it's still it's funny that like you're you're advertising somebody for your program that you just got done firing. So it's like you know it kind of reminds me of when they got rid of Alistair Black, but then they were pre-ordering for his T-shirt.
0: Well. Let's see how long they sell old uh, Bray Wyatt's merchandise for.
1: Oh, I I had actually seen, believe it or not, Mm -hmm. funny that you say that. They were selling his merchandise at the Chicago show for full price. Of course they were. Absolutely. You got to get rid of that (laughs) shit. You got to love it. You got to get rid of that
0: shit, man. You got to push that Mm -hmm. shit. And I'm sure people were buying it, which is even worse. Uh, Kona Reeves. Not sure who that is either. Leon Ruff, though surprising maybe not listen when you're talking about a whole mass firing from people Leon Ruff being caught up in it I guess isn't really a surprise Mark
1: yeah he just he didn't have the size Even when he was being used, he was being used as, you know, it was the idea of him winning was, like, preposterous. You know, it was a giant upset that he won. He briefly had the uh, North American title, too. Mm -hmm. And that was sort of just, you know, they were doing their best to remind you at every given turn that that was a fluke, and that should have never happened. So it was like, doesn't bode well for your long-term future in the company. No, no,
0: not really. And obviously with Nick Khan being on this, this budget cut streak, it's, uh, I don't know, man. This guy's got some sort of, uh, some sort of fucking nick nick on old Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a boss once, Smart, who, uh, hired anyone he thought was smarter than him. Now, the guy was a fucking idiot.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Which made it worse. And every time he did this, the company got worse and worse and worse. Guess what? The company ended up uh, folding. Right. I'm just saying. Um, But anyway. Did I say Stefan Smith?
1: You did not. But um, I'm just going to go ahead and be honest. I have no idea who that is. And I did a Google search and I still don't know who that is. All right. So I think that goes to show you everything you need to know.
0: All right. Now, Tyler Rust, I got to say, is a little bit of a surprise. They just got him in this whole diamond mine thing. He had Malcolm Bivens, who I think is a really good fucking manager. I think they're misusing him. Under, underusing him is what they're doing with him. Um, You know, they they got some strange things they're doing. And, you know, once again, this guy right in the middle of a Pivotal storyline? Would that be a right word to use? Pivotal.
1: I would say. I mean, he's prominently featured in a stable. They've been, you know, pushing Diamond Mind quite a bit on right. TV. So yeah, and
0: suddenly they just decide, hey, he's not worth the the time, the money, the effort. Bye. Yep. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Done. Gone. See ya. Later, bitch. Ain't no more diamond in the rust.
1: Nope. You could say that the diamond has been
0: mined. Oh, the diamond has been mined. I like that. I like that. Uh. Oh, you weirdo. All right. Uh, Zakarian Smith. Zakaria Smith. Not sure who that is,
1: Mark. Now, I did a brief look here, and I, I got to imagine that this guy just has to be the absolute like, drizzling shits. Because I looked him up, he is 7 foot 320 pounds. He seems like Vince would just be insta-boner for this guy. Like, I could post some pictures of him, for, I can actually link his Instagram in the chat here. He's a big, big dude. Wow. So, like, in order for him to have gotten fired, and they signed him in January. So he must be really, really bad in the ring. Like, I can't speculate, but I don't think we've ever seen him on NXT. And the fact that he's gone within a couple of months must, you know, probably not that great in the ring.
0: One of those, you can see he doesn't have it, which is what probably is what they're thinking, too. Asher Hale. Didn't we, like, just see Asher Hale, like, debut?
1: He, he He's definitely been on NXT before, but hasn't really made an impact. I think they were just kind of use him more or less as enhancement talent, but I could be wrong. Okay.
0: All right. Well, this next name, I have no clue who they are. Giant Zanjir? hmm No clue. But I got to tell you, this next one, Surprising in a few ways. He must
1: also be drizzling shit because they're saying that, according to his Instagram, seven foot three. Oh, my God. Yeah, it seems like Vince would just like, you know, seems like he would have him just in his office just pivoting, rolling around on the bearskin rug as it were.
0: Almost, Almost just getting every other big guy
1: fired here, man. I, you know, and they were saying that that's kind of. Some people were saying that's why they believe that uh, Braun Strowman got fired, because you yeah. have, you have almost you have uh, Commander Aziz over there in SmackDown, so you have two guys that fit that giant role on both shows. You know, one of each hmm. show. So
0: maybe, maybe, but uh, I think this actually, believe it or not, may be the most shocking name on the list mark. Mercedes Martinez. Um a veteran in the business. S- seriously, a veteran in the business. Could be utilized in so many other areas. Um mm-hmm. this woman could be a trainer. She could be an agent so many other things and they just drop her like this
2: and again
1: it is surprising in that regard like who knows maybe she just didn't want to be in one of those roles yet maybe she didn't want to be a trainer didn't want to be an agent that was kind of what ended up leading Eddie Kingston to signing AEW instead of Uh WWE as they wanted him in a role like that maybe she doesn't feel like her time has come yet it's hard to say but it is it is surprising in the sense that even though they, they had been using her, you know, they made her seem like, you know, like a legitimate badass, they did a good job of portraying her in those roles, even though they had her, you know, come up short a couple of times in, you know, women's titles matches. Right. But um I feel like if anything, I guess it's just not what they're doing anymore, is that they would keep her solely for the fact that they wouldn't want A.W.'s women's division to get better. Because that was like, we talked about it, and a lot of other people talked about it, that it seemed like they really missed the boat when it came to, you know, A.W. to trying to sign her, trying to keep her aboard, because they had used her very briefly at the mm-hmm. you know very infancy of the company. But they're going to have, I guess, have a chance to right that wrong. Yeah, you're right.
0: They did. They did use her right in the beginning there. And uh, they had her out for one little match. And then she had a great a great reaction and then next thing you know it was like she was signed with NXT and everyone was like, What the fuck? Mm-hmm. How did AEW yeah, it was kind of out of nowhere? Yeah, how did AEW drop that fucking ball?
1: Right.
0: And I'm not sure if they dropped the ball or if she just went with another company. Which it seems like she might have That's done. what I
1: tend to believe.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think she just said, Listen, this is my dream. I can might be able to you know let's face it. Their WWE, your AEW.
1: Well, yeah, especially <laughs> at the time, right? Especially you know because nobody really knew what was going to happen there, mm. and especially for somebody like her that has been on the independent scene for like literally forever at this point, she was a long time veteran on the independent scene. It seemed like that was the goal that everybody that came up at the time that she came up in, that's what, you know, you aspire to be If you aspire to get there. That was the ultimate destination. So it kind of wouldn't have been very surprising if she opted to go with the long-term stability, like AEW obviously wasn't what it is now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I, I think she's uh, out of all these names. I think she's the, the, the one we're probably going to see, um, in AEW, maybe Bronson Reed. I don't know. Bronson Reed would be a good one to go over there, man.
1: They like them some big guys too. Like yeah. they're not as egregious about it as WWE, but they like you know they're like their big guys like Jake Hager, the Board Lows, Powerhouse Hobbs, that kind of thing. Brian Cage.
0: Yeah, and I could see Atlas running around a little bit on the indies, and then maybe landing over in AEW. Also, again, a great talent. The guy can do the old flippity-doos pretty goddamn good, so I could see well, him. What's
1: interesting to me about that is I think Jake Atlas potentially and uh, you know, the, Alex Zane or e. Sterling potentially, if not anything else, just for uh, Dark Fodder, you know, just to have him on Dark and Dark Elevation and that kind of thing. But what kind of strikes me as curious, though, is I'm very interested to see Bobby Fish. Like, I'm not super interested and in, I'm not a big fan of his, but... If the rumors are true and nobody knows right now, nobody, not Melissa, not anybody, the Adam Cole thing, Mm. you could potentially have Adam Cole and Bobby Fish together like as a tag team sort of run off of the momentum of the Undisputed Era in AEW. That's potentially a very interesting story.
0: Yeah, but according to Tony Khan, he's made no offers to Adam Cole yet.
1: Right. Yes, he's still under contract and it's sort of believed right. that they were saying in the observer that Adam Cole wasn't even going to negotiate until the contract was up. So he's either going to re sign or he's going to let the contract run out and then negotiate. He's not going to negotiate while he's under contract, at least not with AEW.
0: Yeah, Antonicon kind has of said this more than once. He said it on on one interview. Uh he did it on Busted Open, which he I guess he goes on every week. Um it, they have really bad pictures of Tony Khan. Like, in this picture here, he looks like he's doing a stand-up, like, comedian act.
1: To me, every picture of Tony Khan looks like like a, he's cast in like one of those porn roles where he plays the nerdy brother. Mm-hmm. And, like, his, his sister's hot friend seduces it. Like, he looks like he's that character. He just looks like he fits that role perfectly.
0: He just leaves the scene of the two chicks fuck.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah just a strap. Or like he, you know, yeah. somebody, like his sister's friend offers him, you know, incentive if he tutors her for the big test. Uh, something
0: like that. Uh, I was just thinking he leaves a scene and there's a strap on involved. But anyway. Um,
1: <laughs> Potentially. I mean, yeah, it's 2021. Yeah, it it, it it just,
0: literally, the picture they have of him, he's against this gray brick wall. And it's like, is he doing fucking st- like improv stand up?
1: He's a hack 90s comic. What's the deal? (laughs) Anyone ever notice it's just me or
0: did you ever notice Brian Cage really big? Or it's just me?
1: What's the deal with Sammy Guevara wanting to rape people?
0: (laughs) Oh. Oh. (laughs) Sammy Guevara's hair. What's that about?
1: All right, say that. I tell you, I haven't been this flustered since I heard Max Caster's freestyle. Huh?
0: Oh, you're just going in the wrong direction here.
1: <laughs> I know no other direction.
0: Uh, but yeah, t- Tony Khan is really. Listen, if you negotiate with someone under contract, there's contractual. No nose against
1: that. The tampering. Absolutely. It.
0: Another shot the wife brings in.
1: She, and besides, I mean, it's not like Adam Cole is, is unaware of the presence of AEW, and it's not like it, it, he he needs to know whether or not they want him. They want him, and if he wants them, when the time is right, he will make that happen. It's not like you really need to negotiate all that much outside of just you know. Oh, Here's how much we're going to pay you. Here's how much do you do you want it. Do you not want it?
0: Yeah. I mean, he's obviously aware of AEW. His girlfriend works there, Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. And not only works there, but is really one of the, Jesus Christ, probably one of the main draws of the company.
1: Right. Honestly. Well, that kind of makes me laugh because I hadn't really even considered because like people are saying it's potentially going to be a catalyst for him signing there. It's like, you know, they they do live together. Like, he does get to see her regularly. He doesn't need to join a different company in order to make that happen.
0: Yeah, exactly, dude. And, hey, it's in Florida. It's in Tampa. It's not Mm -hmm. that far from Jacksonville. So... And, and depending
1: you know, on what ends up happening, they do fear that we're going to be in another Thunderdome situation. Uh,
0: I see a lot of people saying there's no way that's going to happen. I'm not confident about that.
1: I hope not. I really don't want that to happen. But it, the, yeah, the rumor's out there.
0: The, not even the rumor. Dude, if you listen to Flat Politics, just see what's going on. There's they're They're possibly talking about lockdowns again right now.
1: Yeah, we did. We talked about that a little bit once I'm trying a my best to be an ostrich in this situation and just go ahead and bury that head as far into the sand as possible. Yeah, we we spent all, I didn't realize we spent like an hour on that conversation. man. We, we damn did. sure did, because I was looking at the clock and it was like eleven ten. And I was like, this is the first topic we have covered. I apologize. I had a
0: little bit of a little I was a little drunk, a little stoned. You know how it goes. I uh, I got a little angry.
1: Hey, it was, it was good for me because I didn't have to say much anything. I just sort of put my feet up on the dashboard while you drove the ship.
0: Yeah, that was probably not the right time to drive. Um, <laughs> you should not let me drive, Smark. Friends <laughs> don't let friends drive drunk. You know what I'm saying?
1: Old box Uso behind the wheel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the fuck you mean, cop?
1: <laughs> Damn right.
0: Fuck you, it's hit my shirt off. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my gut. Don't worry about that. All right. <laughs> I had too much beer last night.
1: I mean no tonight I'm what Snapple. Or was it Gator? It was Snapple yeah. that Jim Ross said when he got too drugs.
0: No, I was uh, the, the Gatorade was, was uh, Gatorade's
1: honky tonks. Honky tonk had man. the Gatorade. Gatorade. Honky Tonk had the Gatorade. He even showed how to make it in a shoot interview one time where yeah. they were just following him around on one of his indie dates. And he was like, well, what you got to do is you you pour like you take all but like 10 percent of the Gatorade out and then you pour the rest of the bottle full of vodka. I was like, God bless you, sir.
0: Yeah, it's really hard to figure out how to take Gatorade and pour a vodka in it.
1: Well, you know, he, he, it's educational It's for the kids, but for, oh, for the kids, or you remember uh, Legend's House when Mean Gene showed how, showed you how to make his a martini? Where it was like you get like a little bit of non-alcohol, whatever you want to be, juice or what have you, and then the rest of it's just, oh, it was cranberry juice. Yes. It was like 2% cranberry juice, 98% vodka is what he was saying.
0: Yeah, he basically just made you a fucking Shirley Temple.
1: hmm
0: Yeah, it was a Shirley Temple. But they didn't want to say it because you got to pay for that name. Um... But anyway man, uh, I guess somehow we're going back to uh, these releases. Um, I gotta tell you man I'm look I I don't want anyone to lose their job. I would never never you know put that on anyone even Baron Corbin, I would not be happy if he was really unemployed and couldn't make money uh because I think he would be absolute dog shit on the indies but anyway a lot of these people here um I think will still have a an indie career i mean bobby fish I mean, l- listen a lot of these guys came from the indies and still will be able to and remember nxt contracts 30 days not 90 so we'll see a lot of these guys or and and, and girls um, sooner rather than later, and find out who is interested and who just decided that it's not worth it and decided to fade away.
1: Right. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunities available for Fish depending on a what Adam Cole decides to do. But even if he does stay in NXT, you still have. Potentially him and AEW, maybe not. I I don't know if I would bet on that, but you still have impact. You have Ring of Honor. You have potentially New Japan and being a junior there. Whenever, you know, they start doing more shows and the, you start having better access, easier access to get over there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, there's now, any number of things that could happen.
0: Now, them getting rid of Tyler Russ does make me think one thing: they may be thinking of bringing in the real Matthew McConaughey.
2: Hmm. No, no, that
1: wasn't. That was uh, fucking. What's his name? I'm,
0: I, I, I know. I was kidding. Um, that's the other guy. Well, I can't um,
1: remember his name. God,
0: that—that's the problem.
1: Yeah, fuck. Now I'm gonna have to look it up, but I don't even know how to <laughs> Google this because I'm just gonna have to go with like NXT Matthew McConaughey. We'll just see what happens. Oh, there you go. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's move on.
0: I, I do feel bad for a lot Kurt of... Kurt Stallion. Kurt Thank Stallion, you, yes, cool. there you go. I feel bad for a lot of these people, but I think a lot of these people will, will, will definitely thrive on the indies. And let's face it, man, right now, with the I, I hope we're not going back to these, again, these fucking lockdowns and indies not being able to run and this and that, because I think a lot of these people will... Uh, Will unfortunately fade away, but listen, Bobby Fish, Reed. I don't know if he'll end up here or back in Australia. Uh, Atlas will definitely, definitely thrive on the Indies. Ruff, not sure. Rust, he's one I think they may bring back eventually. Uh, Mercedes Martinez, I think will find something. I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm, I, I gotta be honest, Mark. How do you think Triple H feels about these releases? Because some of these people, you know Triple H is fucking just, like, super behind. And I don't think he's got jack shit to say about any of these.
1: Well, I feel like it's going to be frustrating, Triple H and just, just anybody else that's Shawn Michaels, too. Anybody that is in... Any sort of creative role within NXT, trying to build a weekly show, trying to tell these stories, when they go out of your way to, they straight up basically said that you know they don't see them as an equal brand. They see them as developmental now, mm-hmm. you know now that they don't have a TV show, or well they still have the TV show, but now that they had to move or whatever, they've their opinion has soured on them. So they're just openly, kind of openly saying that they think you're not shit in the grand scheme of things. So that's not great for morale anyway. And then you're trying to tell these stories and you don't know if you're going to have people on a week-to-week basis. Like this, you know, it's not the same as I'm just like firing Everize. They're firing actual people that they use on a regular week-to-week basis. So you don't know who you can rely on to be there. And then not only that, but like it's hard to get anything in the form of ratings. When are you going to want to watch a wrestling show where if you get invested in somebody, they might be gone the very next day after, you know, you become a fan of their work. Or they do something that you get excited about. Like oh, yeah. you're not going to want to watch that show.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we're sitting here talking about how, you know, Vince does this and he's, Oh, this move was a, a, a direct shot at NXT. You know, having uh, Karrion Cross lose to Jeff Hardy right away. A mm-hmm. direct shot. And we kind of blew it off. But was it? Was that like a... Was that just like a shot over the bow and this was like the fucking, you know, boom, direct hit? No. I don't know.
1: I... What's... We Seems don't Seems like you know they they make a, they go out of their way to sort of establish the fact that if it if it happened on the independent scene, it doesn't matter. Like what you've achieved on the Indies doesn't matter. You have to prove yourself to them within their system. So I guess now they're adding an extra layer to that of what you've done on NXT doesn't matter. Now you have to prove yourself if you get called up on Raw or on SmackDown on the main roster. You have to prove yourself on the main roster.
0: Mm. No. They're not even letting anyone get to the main roster. They're dumping them on NXT, right? So, and then the
1: people that they do decide to use or call up, they they don't do very well with. They don't really give them a lot of room to succeed. If we're going based on like you know Keith Lee or almost anybody else, I mean they've. carrying Cross. Kind of or, and 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 again, best case scenario at this point was like Archer, yeah. But they or Damian Priest rather, right? 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 right. The Damian Priest. But they they they've had him in the same feud since January.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, you 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 sit there, you look at him and you look at all the others and I mean Karen Cross is out there losing matches. It's just it's almost like the the you know I'm not putting a lot of stock into the whole oh, Carrion Cross losing was a shot at NXT, but now it kinda kinda holds a little water. That that was the shot across the bow, and this was the fucking direct hit. Like Vince was playing Battleship, and this was sinking the Battleship, you know what I mean?
1: Right, and I mean, they have Henry Cole right now, even if he does resign, he's currently working on basically, like we said on Wednesday, a handshake deal. Mm-hmm. Like he's not technically signed with them. Like, and then, I mean, I feel like that goes to show one of your biggest names on your, you know, your roster, your brand, however you're going to look at it. You don't care enough to check up with his contract status.
0: That no, no. And I think he's going to end up signing back with NXT.
1: I probably, if I, if I had to bet, I would say so too. But I mean, still just the idea that they didn't, that they're not keeping tabs on that, that they could let something like that slip through their fingers. You know, it's like some sort of a clerical error, as I like to say. It's, like, it's kind of baffling.
0: It's arrogance, dude.
1: It definitely is.
0: It's fucking arrogance. Oh, no one's going to leave here. Oh, really? There's a fucking alternative now, whether you want to believe it or not. there's a. There, there, listen, even Cody said it the other night, we're not an alternative, we're competition.
1: Right. And that's the thing. It's like people who we're talking about, you know, we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, seemingly now the whole, you know, Daniel Bryan going there, CM Punk potentially going there, that kind of thing. And everyone has said, and rightfully so, that, you know, that one person, a CM Punk or a Bryan Danielson, they're not going to make the difference. They're not going to change the tie. But you keep, you know, have they put out all these fucking documentaries about the Monday Night Wars. Have you learned nothing from history? Yeah, okay, one name isn't going to change things, but when you keep letting big name after big name after big name, like all these people that get over and connect with the fans and you keep letting them through your fingertips and not even trying to retain them, eventually you're going to keep fucking up enough and it's eventually going to come back to bite you.
0: You know, you say one name isn't going to change things, but I have one name for you. Oh? Scott Hall. Hmm. WCW. True. He changed things. Next thing you know, Kevin Nash shows up. Next thing you know, Hulk Hogan shows up. Next thing you know, you got the NWO. They changed things, man.
1: It, both like on TV and behind the scenes because they changed the way the contracts were structured. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So, And I'm not saying that. Fucking everything's going to change when, when you know, Punk and Brian show up. If they show up at uh, AEW. But I don't know, man. You, you, one name can change things. It really can. It can shift. And I know they're not on the same night, blah, blah, blah. But when you've got NXT, which was their competition, doing 500,000, you know, in, in that range... I'm spitballing here. And four weeks in a row, you've got AEW popping over a million.
1: Mm-hmm. And when you, I mean, you have raw that's consistently mm. hovering around that 1.8 to 2 million. Like the gap keeps getting shorter as we go along.
0: Exactly. And, you know, I think it's funny that everyone's saying, Oh, there's the, the you know, the, all oh, there's no way that NXT is going to break a million. This and that blah, blah, dude, <laughs> This is a fucking huge show right now for TNT. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you now, it, it is. TNT shows tons of reruns and shit. I mean, the, Jesus Christ, you, you, you can watch Law and Order, fucking all kinds of reruns. But this is a like a this is a TNT show. This is an original, right? And it's one of their number one shows right now. And I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, TNT got rid of WCW when it was your number one show. Mm, this is not 2000. Brian. This is not the year 2000. TV is different. There's a ton of channels. There's streaming. That is a huge competition in television. And when you can still garner over a million viewers... I think that's a plus any day
1: right any now day. anything regardless of what it is if it becomes appointment viewing where you want to see it and you want to see it live as it happens in today's landscape with television that is a huge thing
0: especially when you've got everyone going oh you making excuses for WWE shitty ratings but, oh the Olympics are on this is on that is on hey guess what the Olympics are on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. and AEW is still garnering over a million, which Not no one that, expected. The Olympics
1: have existed for almost ever at this point. Like yeah. the Olympics were a thing in the '90s when ratings were still super high. Like you know, it, it's always been around.
0: Yeah, and there was no pandemic at that time, so mm. it's I mean, that just goes to show. But um, ah, man, I don't know. Let's. Uh, I guess we can roll on from that a little bit, smart. Sure. Um we saved a few articles from Wednesday night because we uh I drunkenly got into a rant Things happen <laughs> which I'm trying not to do tonight. But uh you had a MLW thing where they were uh kind of getting into a little bit of, of a spin-off. You got that
1: I do have that. That's courtesy of Wrestling Inc. (laughs) Wrestling Inc. exclusive. Mm. How about that? Mm -hmm. It's from uh, August 4th, so it would be Wednesday. MLW signs deal for a new Azteca Underground spinoff show. MLW has signed a new deal for a weekly series that will see the Azteca Underground storyline spinoff with its own show, Wrestling Inc. has learned. The name of the show is tentatively... Don't know why that was hard for me, MLW Azteca, and will premiere in the fall. The show will feature a different roster from what is currently on MLW Fusion. A deal on the series has been in the works for close to a year. The home of the new series, along with more details, are expected shortly. As previously reported, MLW will be airing a new four-part weekly miniseries titled MLW Fusion Alpha, which will premiere later this month. Stay tuned for updates.
0: Yeah, this sounds like a Lucha Underground spinoff.
1: Oh, it absolutely is. They just can't use that name because right. they also have Dario Cueto, but they can't call him Dario Cueto because copyright reasons.
0: Right. And this could be good. I think this could be very good for them. Um, I like this. I like it too. More, again, more wrestling. So, I don't know. And, you know, it's funny you bring up more wrestling because next Friday's, Mark,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Rampage
1: starts. It sure does.
0: So what do we do? Do we, I, do we just keep Rampage on in the background and talk about it as it goes? Because next week could be a huge week for Rampage, Mark.
1: Well, we're kind of building the plane while we're in air with this. I was going to talk to you about this a little bit off the air, but I feel like not next week because that's not when it's expected to happen, but the week after that is the Chicago show. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we should definitely have some form of a watch along with that because there's going to be a lot of eyes and ears that are just going to be centered around what's going on there with that.
0: Okay. I will uh, get it set up where we can get it up on the TV up here. And uh, we will watch along, as you say.
1: But uh, to go back real quick, MLW, like I'm I, I watched the uh, Battle Riot show that came out. It was I think it's about about two weeks now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But that was sort of the beginning of they had gone on like a, uh, it was planned. But they had gone on like a month, a hiatus, a month long hiatus or so. Right. To kind of kick things back into gear, have like sort of a new season, as it were. And that was, like, the opening of their new season with everything that's going on. They had a little draft. They introduced new talent, that kind of thing. I've been really impressed with what they did. Like, I was really impressed with that Battle Riot show. And it seems like we're talking about here the Fusion Alpha show. Mm -hmm. It seems like they're doing this. They're going to try to do a thing where they, like, present it kind of like Lucha Underground, where this is going to be, like, its own separate story. There's going to be, like, things that are happening within the show that's sort of, like, self-contained. And it, like, tells its own little story individual of or independent of MLW Fusion or the Azteca Underground show. Like, I kind of like the idea of doing that, telling their own, their own little short stories. It's kind of a cool way to, like, hook people and make them more interested and keep them watching. I feel like they're, they're for what they have available to them in terms of, like, budget and everything like that, I feel like they're making the absolute most out of it.
0: Absolutely, man. Looks like they're trying to branch out a little bit. Which is good, um I can't blame a man. I mean, we're all trying to get more wrestling, and I mean they're oh my God, more wrestling, just what we need. Right. To be honest, I'm like,
1: oh my god, more, no more. But I mean, that's kind of the point, though, is that like there's, it's an oversaturated market as it is. There's so many companies that they have to compete with, like you know PWG is back now, Ring mm-hmm. of Honor, you know, on the, on the independent level, let alone you know, of course, the bigger competitors, AW WWE, that kind of thing. So you need a hook you need something that's going to make people interested. For me personally, it was just them bringing in Dario Cueto. They got me there. But for other people, you know, they need a little bit more pepper to it. And it seems like they're trying their best to kind of come up with unique ideas and not just be, hey, we're, you know, an independent show that puts on independent wrestling and we have talent. And we have Nate, like just any other company. This, you know, they're, and it's that kind of stick that you would get from any other company. They're mm-hmm. trying to do something to separate themselves. And I applaud them for that.
0: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So let's let's. Uh, I guess we'll wait a little bit and see how they do. But um, good on them, trying to get out there and make more deals. That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, huh. all right, we got that. I don't know, man. I got nothing else on that. Um, you know, Spark. Once again, we kind of last Saturday we talked about the old Bray Wyatt thing with him being released from WWE. Again, they're just, they don't care who you are, who you are in a storyline with. They're just not having a problem getting rid of people. But they also got rid of JoJo, it seems like, a little while ago, quietly. Right. Like six to eight months ago. And it just never came out. Jojo obviously is Bray Wyatt's girlfriend, who they have a child now, um, and who is built incredibly well. Um, mm-hmm. I just it again, man. This was before Nick Khan came in six to eight months ago, right?
1: Ah. I I don't think so I think he was like towards October Mm. I want to say of last year or so I I remember I was kind of like talking about him towards about the end of the summer early fall I believe I want to say because that was right around when they were getting rid of the other people that were there yeah and
0: I guess it just kind of remained quiet but it kind of makes sense now a little bit more the whole Bray Wyatt thing. But um, once again, if you want to hear our thoughts on that, jump over on YouTube. We, we, we jumped on there and talked about it, but uh, yeah, man, I think just again, man, it's like every other week, someone else is gone and gone Mm -hmm. and gone and gone. I think we're going to be hearing about this every two to two, two to four weeks. It's just going to pop up.
1: Which is really kind of disappointing, because if there's a complaint that can be lobbied towards the company as a whole on all three shows, there's a lot of just repetitive matches. We're seeing the same mm. people wrestle the same people at mm-hmm. nauseum at this point. And the fact that they're getting rid of extra people that could potentially freshen things up a bit is a sign for concern, I think.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely, man. It, it definitely is. And you're right. We are seeing the same... We're we're not only seeing that we're seeing people wrestling wrestling two and three times a night, uh-huh. which we've been seeing more than once. So, um, you know what? Before we get into anything else, Mark. Yes. I really gotta pee,
1: and I, I understand.
0: Hear my kids yelling. I'm gonna go see what's going on. I'm gonna pee, and we'll be right back. All right. All right. Take a quick break. Be right back and uh I will uh see everyone soon all right
2: see you, you think that're better
0: all right oh, much better. I really had to do that. Sorry everybody. I had to take a quick break there, but I feel much better now and uh all right so. Smart, let's see. We were about to jump into something else here. Here's a good one to jump into. Drake Wirtz, former WWE referee. Smart. <laughs> is jumping into politics.
1: <laughs> I think he's already had a head start on that. But yes.
0: mm-hmm. That's right. Um, He is running for Florida House of Representatives in District 30. And the election is this week.
1: And and I have to say real quick here, I'm seeing the article from Wrestling Inc. It looks like he photoshopped his picture himself into like a picture that comes in like one of those frames when you already buy a picture frame from a store.
0: Yeah, he is a little clearer than the picture.
1: <laughs> it's so weird. It
0: is. Uh, it could be a real picture. Who knows? But uh, I, I mean, actually, the 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 election is in twenty twenty two. But he's starting to run this week. Um, and there you go. So if you want to vote for Mister Drake Wertz, Mister Wow, um, my God, Mister Seriously Right Wing, you can do that. November 8th, 2022. So, he'll be I mean, on the ballot.
1: I mean, the scary thing is, he could potentially win.
0: In Florida, it's, you never know.
1: It's entirely feasible. I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's a red state, primarily, yeah. Uh,
0: it is and it isn't. The governor is, but he's really the only red. If you look at that state, there's like Two Republicans and the rest of the state isn't Republicans,
1: so, right? So I mean, it's saying here in the article that Florida's District Thirty is represented by Democrat Joy Goff Marcel, I believe, mm-hmm. who defeated Republican Bob Cortez in the twenty twenty general election by six percent. So it's like kind of one of those things where it can go either way.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a uh, interesting, but he doesn't really have much.
1: Which, again, the kind of interesting thing, though, is just hypothetically, the county that he is running for is indeed, full sail, falls under that area.
0: Right. So, you're right. People may, may remember him simply for being the referee in WWE.
1: And the performance center as well, by the way. So, right. <laughs> Certain, ironically enough, certain, well, maybe perhaps not ironically enough, but certain WWE territories areas of importance would be under his control as it were, I guess. Under his leadership.
0: Oh. I see where you're going there. Could be. could. That be. would
1: actually be kind of a fucking bad thing for them if they have to go back to, you know, doing Thunderdome or working in certain areas of Florida if he wanted to, like, purposely have an ex to grind for those people.
0: Yeah, but we got a couple of years before that. No. Well, one. One year. One. One one in a few months. So we'll see about that. But uh there you go. Getting involved in politics. And most of you know where his political stances are. mm mm-hmm. So on that spark, let's go to uh the Tyler Breeze
1: story. Yeah, how about that? I suspected that's where we were going. Um so you figured I would have been ready, but, but uh, uh, this is coming to you from Fightful.com. Tyler Breeze says, we signed up to sit on the bench. If you're not used, it doesn't matter. Oh, sorry. Tyler Breeze, we signed up to sit on the bench. If you're not used, doesn't mean complain about it online. Tyler Breeze was released by WWE in June after being with the company since 2010. Breeze was featured regularly in NXT and on the main roster, eventually winning the NXT Tag Team Championship alongside Fandango in August 2020. Throughout his time in the company, Breeze experienced some frustration as maybe he wasn't used to the best of his abilities or how many of his peers or fans thought he should be used, but he learned how to deal with these frustrations long ago. Quote, my my least favorite time, I remember being so frustrated. I hate this. I hate when people are like, I was never given an opportunity. I was never given a chance. I was held down. That's a whole separate conversation. But that's such an excuse of you don't know what you signed up for. We signed a piece of paper for a certain amount of money to sit on the bench and get used if we get used. If they choose not to use you, it doesn't mean I can go on social media and bitch and complain and go, I'm getting held down. Nope. If you're not okay with that, then quit your job. That's what this is. It's a casting call. Sometimes they need you. Sometimes they don't. It's always a roller coaster. You're going to get used, but you can't say at the you can't stay at the top forever. You're going to get cycled out. People are so entitled that they are like, "I should, I should have gotten this. I should, have, I deserve this." No, none of us deserve anything, and we're very lucky to be a part of it, and we're lucky to get an opportunity. If that opportunity comes. You better be ready and nail it, and you might get more opportunities. That's weird culture going on. Breeze told Drama King Matt, the former uh, Aiden English, on Straight Shooting when describing his least favorite time in WWE. I
0: okay, I can see where he's coming from a little bit, you can
1: but I still potentially see who he's talking about.
0: Yeah, but I can also say that if you're just going to take a job and be content with, if I get it, I get it, and when the opportunity comes, it comes, and if it doesn't, it doesn't, that's why you're not there anymore. Right. I hate to say, you, listen... If Stone Cold just waited to be fucking called on and called up and waited for his opportunity, it may never have happened. If you're not out there ready to fucking go, yeah, you got to be ready to go for it if they call on you. Yes, there is times to get lucky. But if you're just sitting there waiting to get lucky, I don't think this is the right message to give. I mean,
1: it's, just, it's kind of symbolic of there's two very different mind states going on there within the company of just like people who are more than happy to collect the paycheck and whatever they do or don't do, it's no concern to them. But then there's also people who want to make the most of their limited window of when they can actually be an active athlete and active competitor and try to get – the most out of that and be in sort of the best position that they can be in to showcase their talents and abilities and what have you. So it's just sort of two different ways of thinking. I don't necessarily blame him for just basically saying that he's content to sit there and collect checks if that's what they want him to do, because I feel like that's kind of something that a lot of us would, Probably take advantage of if we we're in that position. If you are at your job and they're just like, "Hey, just you know, show up to work," but you might not have to do anything that day. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, that's something that sounds good to a lot of us, I'd imagine. But there, you know, this is again a performance and art form. People want to be out there to showcase their art and their talent and actually feel like they're progressing and getting somewhere, and that their time is actually worth it and being spent in a worthwhile way.
0: Yeah, it sounds great, but he's not with the company anymore. Right. Because maybe he just waited to cycle and get used. Well, that's not the way to do it. Dude, look at Nikki fucking cross. If right. she waited to get cycled and used, she'd be released by now. Probably. Yeah. If she didn't come up with this little, you know, almost a superhero character, She'd probably be one of them on the cutting block. I, I, I really have a feeling she might be.
1: I mean, I'll tell you the truth. Coming into this year, just like I was thinking about potentially people were making predictions, you know, in January of things they thought might happen in this year. And it seemed to me like just if making guesses, making predictions, and it seemed very likely to me that at this point in time she would have been in AEW by now. Mm-hmm. Just based on the trajectory of her career. So the fact that... She actually thought of something and came up with her own idea. And is trying to fight to stay out there and get anything going. You know, it's commendable.
2: Yeah,
0: I really think just kind of waiting for the cycle to get to you is not the best. uh, It's not the best message to give, in my (laughs) opinion. I think I think Breeze is completely wrong here. I think he really needs to think about. Well, maybe this is why I was fucking let go. I know you've been with the company for that long, but Jesus Christ, how long was JTG with the company and didn't get fucking used and sat in fucking catering and finally they called him up? He kind of
1: became the archetype of that. Yeah. You know, of just the the infamous, damn, I shouldn't have answered my phone. It almost seems like Breeze is in the same fucking category. But what's interesting about this, I guess even more so, is that in part with other people, he runs a wrestling school. Does Tyler Breeze. So it's like this is kind of the philosophy that you're putting out there to your young students is just like strive to collect a paycheck no matter what.
0: No, we'll see where that leads him. Bunch of fucking people being fucking fired. I uh strive
1: for mediocrity. Yeah.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Uh speaking of mediocrity. Ooh. I got to talk about Jordan Grace for a minute. Oh, Jordan Grace was talking about the forbidden doors mark <laughs> the old forbidden door and how it's so tough for women to get through that forbidden door and how come they haven't called up many women on AEW for that forbidden door has she been watching AEW and all the women that have been called up on that company that aren't contracted to AEW?
1: I mean, you have a point there. I think more so than anything, what she's actually trying to say is like people from Impact, women from Impact, because we really haven't seen many, if at all, women from Impact specifically being used there.
0: Maybe there's a reason for that?
1: I don't know, though. I mean... You know, impact is impact, so they obviously deserve any type of jokes made at their expense or criticism being panned, what have you. But for the longest time, and I mean, I'm not going to sit here and just beat my chest and be a defender of the rights and virtues of the women's wrestling scene, but they have pretty much universally for the last couple of years had the most critically acclaimed sort of best seemingly – in terms of public opinion, women's division, there's a lot of people that they could use. It's a little bit surprising that they haven't used because, you know, just AEW being in a position for the longest time where there was a lack of female talent on their division. They they pretty much rectified this at this point. You know, they have a lot of talented people on that roster now, but there's a lot of people that they could have used that they just, for whatever reason, opted not to. True,
0: but... When we hear this forbidden door talk,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's more for like New Japan and things like that. And they've had plenty of women come over from Japan.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, more so than anything, it's it's AEW and New Japan. Everything else is sort of secondary.
0: So she's just bitching that she hasn't been used.
1: I guess, <laughs> ultimately. And I mean, we've talked about it might be kind of lumped in there with just... The relationship between AEW and Impact seems like it's it's been heavily skewed into one direction. Like, they it hasn't, they haven't seemed like they haven't really gotten the most out of what they could have done with that. Nah,
0: I mean, obviously, we've talked about that many times, how their relationship with Impact isn't exactly what anyone thought it would be, but... I just think she's wrong on this, man. They brought in, again, when you go to the forbidden door, you're talking about New Japan and all that things. And they've had plenty of women in there from there. Well, they've had women
1: from Japan. New Japan doesn't have a women's division. Not true, stuff. but
0: let's just face it. Maybe Jordan Grace's big mouth is keeping her from jumping over there.
1: That's the thing. I think if we're just being entirely honest, like, I don't like her period and I I think this is more of a problem of the messenger and not the message itself like the message is kind of solid I can agree with the message but like she at oftentimes can be insufferable and Mm. it's annoying and a nuisance so like I can totally understand like anytime just immediately wanting to shut your ears or just not lend any credence to anything she says because of her previous history of being hypocritical and just being annoying but in this particular instance, much as the way of, there's been a time or two where I've defended Leo Rush, where it's like, yeah, I, I understand the messenger's not great, but the message is kind of solid.
0: In certain ways, I guess it could be.
1: Because, I in mean, I will ways. not fight you at all that she can definitely be annoying.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, alright. I guess we'll go ahead and roll on from that. I'm not gonna totally shit on her. She's She's kinda hot. So uh Smart, you got a couple more here. Um
1: uh, Fandango. Yeah. Go for it. Sure. Yeah, this I'm going to uh go ahead and read this here. This is from Wrestling Inc. Um, I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit because this is sort of a broad thing, but there was one thing here uh from this article uh, from wrestling, Fandango revealed that he was nearly a member of 3MB. He revealed that Heath Slater approached him and current AEW star John Moxley, formerly Dean Ambrose and WWE, thanks for reminding us, to be part of the group. Ultimately, Vince McMahon vetoed plans for them to join, choosing Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal instead. Quote, so at the time, Mox and I were going to every TV and we would just sit in the back and do like dark matches and shit. And Tango said, I like that quote. Mm. So it was like 2012. And, you know, you just go to TV every week and get a dark match. They look at you to see if you grew any taller <laughs> or look any different than you did last week. I remember sitting in the back and then Heath comes in. He's like, man, I just pitched this idea to Vince. He's like, I'm the one man rock band, but I need I need a band. So he's all fired up because Heath wasn't doing shit at the time. This guy's got a real potty mouth. So he's about to get an angle and he's all excited. He's like, Vince just told me to pick out two people and then we have a band. So he comes up to me and goes, you want to do it with me? Mm, Interesting phrasing. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. (laughs) I'm really passionate about this project. Mm. And, and And Ambrose, he's like, yeah, whatever. So he goes back to Vince and he's like, No, I got something for him. I got something for him. He's like, He's like Drew, McIntyre, and Jinder The weirdest combination, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> this was a very interestingly, wish I read it as is, but this- the phrasing of this was just phenomenal. I, lo- I love everybody's lack of enthusiasm. Yeah, I saw everybody really. could see what was going to happen. Really.
0: To really is just foreshadowing.
1: <laughs> just, and he, he didn't say this, and there's, there's no proof of this, but I just like to believe that just like he approached Max Lee in catering. He was eating this big ass sandwich, and he was just like, "Yeah, whatever." Just wanted Probably. him to leave him alone so he can finish his meal. Probably, hopefully,
0: Mark. Han- hopefully, you know, it wasn't Mark Henry's sandwich.
1: Well, I mean, I guess X Pac was still kind of with them at the time. they were mm. on better terms than they are now, so I mean, I guess anything's possible. Anything. Anything's possible, so. um,
0: Man, Fandango and 3MB. I don't know if it would have mattered. I don't know if I would have cared. I don't know if, it, it It's, like, kind of a non-issue.
1: Well, it's kind of interesting, because he says that the pairing of, like, him, McIntyre, and Jinder are very random, or was very random, but, like thematically, does it make any more sense for Moxley Fandango and slider? Like, I, I don't understand what the parallel here is.
0: Oh, Moxley would have been horrible in this group. Horrible, Yeah, probably horrible, but man, I'm uh boy. Things we hear that I'm glad they didn't
1: do. I'll tell you. I mean, you want to talk about, we've consistently talked about Mercedes Martinez, dodging a bullet by being out of uh, mm. retribution even despite him pushing a hot dog cart and wearing a gas mask, I still feel like mostly dodged a bullet by not having to be in fucking 3MB. My goodness.
0: I, I can't disagree with that shit, man. So... Oh. Jesus Christ. A lot of bad shit was about to happen that I'm glad we didn't see. Holy hell. So... Um... Alright, Smart. You got a few more here. And then... uh. I got to tell you, I'm debating whether or not to go through SmackDown. I am. I'm fucking tired, man. I've been up <laughs> since 5.30 this morning. I've been drinking. I'm tired. I'm not going
2: right.
1: to lie.
0: not going to fucking lie, man. Um, but you got a couple more.
1: Sure.
0: So okay. let's roll through a few of those.
1: Um I want to bring this one up I guess since we're already talking about Moxley and this is really just mm-hmm. more of we've we've talked about a lot of potentially dark and negative things and this this just kind of makes me laugh so I'm going to read this one now from observer. John Moxley noted that he is being billed for a show with Qatar pro wrestling along with a lot of other big names. He said that he has never spoken to anyone about this show and he's not planning on going to the Middle East anytime soon. Well, Maybe they lied. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of meat on this subject. You really can't go too deep into this. But I just like the idea that there's just a shiesty promoter somewhere in a foreign country that's advertising all these big names that have n- no idea that this company exists and have no intention of showing up to the show. It is very carny. And I just say it, it kind of makes me laugh. Maybe it's Mon Joxley showing up. <laughs> there you go.
0: Maybe. Maybe, but that's that is weird. Um and I don't blame him for not wanting to go over to the Middle East anytime soon. So that
1: is a little odd. I mean right now travel just in general is fucking hard and cumbersome, so going to a place you presumably haven't been before just haven't been to very often probably not ideal at the moment. Probably not. Probably not. But, so there you go. But, I'll transition that and we'll keep, we'll keep things going thematically. This is from Dave Meltzer. Renee Paquette was under a W was under an employee contract with WWE. So could leave with two weeks notice, but since she left on her own, she was unable to work for a competitor for one year. Unlike the 90 day non-complete clause, she was not paid by WWE during this time.
0: Well, she quit. Mm-hmm. What was she expecting?
1: I just—I thought that was a little bit interesting because I had never heard of. I guess it's just a matter of if you're not like an active talent or like an on-air talent or something, where the whole one year comes around. That's kind of—I had never heard of a contract like that for them before, so that was kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, it it, it happened. Listen, I'm sure the obviously the you know the the talents contracts are different from the announcers, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously, because, and I could see this where they don't want to work in for the competitor for one year. It's, it's kind of standard in most businesses. Um, listen, I've said before, if I, I mean, I'm, when I quit my job at the last company, I technically can't sell packaging for another, you know basically another year for two years it happens so i get it
1: <laughs> but i guess what's kind of interesting about that is like she could have left if she would have just given her two weeks notice but mm-hmm. apparently she just kind of flaked out and <laughs> it was like she's being punished for that so no that's kind of interesting that she's just like hey you know what fuck you guys i'm done
0: which is a little weird because you kind of felt like she did because they, were, they announced she left and then she left. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know.
1: And real quick, in relation to that, a quote from her says, My non-compete contract with WWE is nearly up. I don't ever want to separate myself from professional wrestling. I know that's where my fan base comes from. So I guess kind of let the speculation begin as to what she means by that and where she might be going. It's kind of obvious to draw certain lines and parallels, so there you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, most definitely. So,
1: yeah, and
0: I, she's gonna. I mean, look, she interviews a ton of the fucking people. She's, she's even interviewing WWE people, which is a little weird that she still has guys on there like Sami Zayn and everybody.
1: So, a little odd, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um. I guess real quick here, Sasha Baron Corbin saying they released Denzel Dejornette, also known as Desmond Troy. So that's another mm. NXT talent that got the axe. Apparently this is going to be ongoing for a while. Wow, man,
0: just knocking these guys out one by one. So and another one who wasn't involved in a storyline, but recently was. So yeah,
1: he's been featured.
0: Absolutely, man. Um, I got to tell you, Mark, I'm kind of ready to get out of here. I'm tired. I'm not feeling great either. Been a rough fucking week for me. Um, Do you mind?
1: Nah, not at all. Not at all.
0: Let's just wrap it up and get out of here, man. Smackdown, y'all saw it.
1: Or y'all didn't see it. And if you didn't see it, you're probably not that interested anyway. So there you go.
0: Yeah, I'm really not feeling well. I'm tired. I'm not, I'm not like so drunk I'm sick, but I'm just fucking Damn, I've been up since 5:30. It's been a long fucking day for me, and I'm just, I'm just exhausted. So, I apologize for not getting through everything. But I, uh, to be honest with you, I'd rather get through the news. And I've said that before. And I actually had a better time talking about that. I know we're a little bit of a short show tonight, but um, fuck it, let's just go ahead <laughs> and wrap this bad boy up. That's what I say.
1: We're going to take the Tyler Breeze approach. Just be like, ah, fuck
0: it. Oh, I'm taking even more than that, because I don't even feel like doing plugs, man, at the end of the show. We're going to fucking just completely wrap this bad boy up. I appreciate everybody jumping on with us tonight. Uh, Chat room, downloaders, everybody. I know I made it a short show, and once again, I apologize for that. But uh, we will be back here Wednesday night, talking all kinds of wrestling. And uh, there you go. Once again, downloaders chat room smart we'll be back here wednesday have a great weekend enjoy
1: see you adios all right
2: time to take your drunken ass home it's all right if you don't know what to do with yourself take your drunken ass home